welcome to this episode of the Jersey Watch podcast. My name is Dalton. I'm your host today or tonight or whenever you're listening. Uh, we're going to talk about what's been happening in the NBA. And to help me do that, I have Christian joining me. Christian, how are you doing today? How are you doing, Dalton? I appreciate you having me on again. Thank you so much. Great to have you back on. A lot has happened in the NBA season thus far. A lot. We've had injuries, several storylines, um, yeah. all sorts of things. But for starters, I got to ask, out of all the city editions that dropped, what's your favorite? <laughs> I don't want to go biased here, but I loved that Houston Rockets one so much. I did. I, so on my last episode, I had them number one. Just oh, because <laughs> they included all the parts um, of the, all the uniforms they've had that I enjoy. Like, I, lo- I yeah. love every part of that uniform from head to toe. The shorts, oh, everything. I, it's just so throwback and nostalgic, and I love it. It just, it just when, you, when you think of Houston, you just see that, and I love it. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorites. I had them at the top. But today, Good. we're actually not talking as much about jerseys. We're going to be talking about the NBA, the players, the, everything with the NBA, pretty much besides jerseys. Um, no but I wanted to get your opinion on tampering rules. So the NBA uh, did an investigation. It's been a week, two ago now, um, where basically they investigated the Toronto – not Toronto. I keep on wanting to say Toronto because Kyle, <laughs> uh, yeah. Kyle Lowry – uh, yeah, Kyle Lowry to, uh, signing with the Miami Heat this past offseason, along with, um, oh, shoot. Was it the Bulls? Was it the Bulls? Yes, and Lonzo was Ball. Was it the Bulls? I was blanking yeah. on that, yes. So we got the Bulls and Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry in the Miami Heat uh, basically being hit with tampering charges. I think one of the te- – I don't remember if it was the Bulls or the Heat. One of them got fined like twenty five grand. Or something like that for tampering charge. Yeah, it was and twenty. Yeah, I heard about it. That's just ridiculous to me. I I don't get why <laughs> they even bother. Like, because basically, um, in the past, what is it, two years? Basically, twenty nineteen. Instead of free agency starting at midnight, they were like, we're gonna start it at six p.m. on like a Saturday or whatever day of the week it was, and we're gonna make it an event. ESPN's gonna hold uh, their show about it, like. It's going to be full media coverage. Can make a ton of money off of it. People will watch, and it's true they did. Yeah, but the problem with that is that for news to break at six, people have to be talking before six. Yeah, which technically, by NBA's league rules, is illegal. Yeah, which is stupid. Like I, <laughs> I get you don't want players to talk, like you don't want your players talking to another team before they're supposed to, especially if they're trying to leave you. I get that from a team perspective. Like if I'm like, I'm wearing a Lakers shirt, if I'm the Lakers, I don't want LeBron or AD or whoever talking to another team when they're not supposed to trying to leave me, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I like, you can't really control or manage tampering behind closed doors like that. Like it's very hard to do and hard to enforce on a league wide level with 30 teams. It is a challenge for other other players just to do that. I mean, like, especially when people uh, players that really want to leave teams, like, um, for example, John Wall. I mean, he he um, when he left uh, Washington, uh, he didn't like it. He didn't like it as much. I mean, like, Bradley Beal and him were like 
like real close. And so, um, and he was he traded left, as well. And he was traded to Houston. He didn't like it whenever, um, this was whenever, um, James Harden kind of like left. And so, um, he didn't know about that till, uh, till when James Harden left and he decided to go with Houston, did not like it automatically. Same with Victor Oladipo. And so, and they were talking with the Heat too, you know, and I think that uh, John Wall is, uh, is sitting out at the moment. He still plays for the Rockets, as, as a matter of fact, and um, he doesn't want to play because we're too trash, obviously. <laughs> and so, I can't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, and so I feel like that players, they just want to rush into things and just start talking to teams automatically just like that. And so um, that's just not – I just I, – I feel like that's just not the NBA's fault for that. I think it's just the players' fault. They just need to wait before talking to teams, and I just, I just think they just need to be more patient. I think the biggest thing is teams feel like if they don't – do it before then they're behind yeah even if it's on with league even if it's on point with league protocol if they feel like they're behind because mm-hmm. i believe i was i remember because i was on my in 2019 free agency which i think 60 percent of the league was a free agent that summer um yeah. basically at six o'clock everything started pouring in like you know like you're telling me these guys ironed out hard details of a four-year 60 plus million dollar contract for you know and all that in like four and a half minutes when Woj tweets it like that just doesn't happen like how did they like you know that's a whole problem within itself but like because Katie and Kyrie had full contracts guaranteed by like ready to go yeah ready to go like <laughs> they were ready to go. here's Woj yeah. tweeting away I'm like oh yo they signed for this much money like come on like how <laughs> I, they- I think it's a stupid rule in my opinion like, I mean, go, I mean, you can't tell these players just not to go, not talk to a lot to talk to and not to talk to them. I mean, they can do whatever they want. They have, they have their, it's, I mean, it's probably like in their own contract to with the team. I mean, you can talk to other, to other, you know, other teams, but you just cannot sign with them until um, you are out of the contract. You are out of the, the out of a one year deal, two year deal, whatever you, I mean, you can do that. But just it's just the NBA, man. I don't, I don't understand that. It's crazy how they do it. But they got hit with fines, and I'm sure they won't be the last players hit with fines. Oh no, there'll be more. There'll be more probably by this by the um this next off off season. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yes, sir. All right, I want to move on. We got a couple of topics to cover to cover today. One of those being the Pacers. So the Indiana Pacers are 12 and 16, which is 13th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, mm. Basically, they hired a new coach this offseason, Rick Carlisle. Um, Malcolm Brogdon signed a two-year extension for $45 million just in October. So, yeah. And they won their last three games versus the Wizards, Knicks, and Mavericks. And – Overall, I mean, it looks like a disaster of a year on paper, but they, have, <laughs> but they beat the Wizards, who were at one point the top of the East, which are now like eighth in the East. The Knicks, they were going, who were they supposed were, to be, they were, yeah. yeah, the Knicks, who were supposed to be good, and the Mavs, who were supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Like, should the Pacers be selling at the trade deadline? Um, I, I mean, I just took a look at uh, Malcolm Brogdon's stats. He's carrying the team. 
he's he's leading in points, uh, and Sabonis is leading it in steals, and and uh, Brogdon is, is automatically uh, um, like he's taking over the team, and so um, I feel like that Brogdon should stay there. Sabonis should be. I mean, I get it. Sabonis is a high, like, good player. And I feel like that he deserves to be traded into another team because when he was playing with Pro Thunder, he was that wasn't his groove. Whenever he was playing for the Pacers and started balling out, he became an All Star and he started balling out and showing other centers that he's not like he's not to be played with. You know what I mean? I mean, he like I was at a Rockets game and they were playing the Pacers and he balled out against the Rock. I think he scored like at least thirty. And so, um, but but to, for a player like him shouldn't deserve to be like playing you know like on a on the team that is like what 13th 13th in the east correct and so um what's really hard about the brogdon situation is that he just signed a two-year extension basically putting him he's he's pretty much not moving till 2026 at least not (laughs) i don't think he should i don't in my opinion if i was malcolm brogdon i would have tested free agency I mean, he's such a good, a good player, a good sleeper pick, you know what I mean, to like for other teams. I mean, if we would, if, for example, the Rockets or anybody else would have picked him, that would have been a good steal. I mean, he's, he's balling out against the Pacers and they're doing it, they're doing this bad. You know, Rick Carlisle, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily blame him. In my opinion. I mean, he's not, I mean, he was a good coach. He was, he was coached with, um, um, who was it? Was it the Mavericks? Yes, was it the Mavericks. Yeah, it was the Mavericks. Yeah, and yeah, he was do- doing real good with the Mavericks. But like when he moves with the Pacers, it just wasn't. It just wasn't that style. He was moving. He's moving with the like you know the the Mavericks play style. You know what I mean? And so, um, but mm-hmm. I think that they should start rebuilding, but by um, I not by this trade deadline. But maybe next, but next, uh, like during this uh, next off season, I think they should uh, start like pouring money on other other players that just that can be, you know, the pay. Because I miss those um, those Pacers days with Paul George and Danny Granger when they make the playoffs like every year. Oh yes, and so yes. I mean that's what every Indiana Pacers and Indiana Pacers are like, you know, fans that they they're waiting for, and then they just fell off until then. And so basically since I, 2017, they've been in this purgatory yeah. uh, where they're kind of in the playoffs, but kind of not anywhere from five to eight, like every yeah. year it feels like they used, they used to be that way until just, I mean, it just went downhill. Victor Oladipo, he kept getting injured and Sabonis wasn't even there. Brogdon was with, still with the bucks and I don't even, and, and Miles, oh, Miles Turner, man, he's showing out. He's, He's, I think, I, I feel like that, like, I mean, I'm uh, same with Sabonis. I don't think he would be delighted just to stay with the Pacers for like a few more years. You know what I mean? If they're going to be rebuilding, I, I say uh, take, uh, take Miles Turner's money make, and um, ship him to somewhere else. I, I feel like that um, Maybe the Rock. I don't want to be biased again, but I feel like the Rockets may need a center. I I, I feel like it, and so um, I think when his contract ends, I think 
either the Rockets or like another another team like the Lakers or something that can get another another decent center. I feel like Turner definitely fits that profile of joining a team like the Rockets just because of his age. I mean, I look at this, I look at the list of key players on the Pacers. Sabonis, 25 years old. Turner, 25. Uh, Karis LeVert, 27. Brogdon, 29. Uh, TJ McConnell. Yeah, I know he's not that great, but like 29, he's not that great. Like yeah, twenty nine. Like I mean, he's all these back, guys are back. in their like mid to late twenties. I mean, this is kind of their time, and especially like a guy like Turner. I mean, I feel like he could make an impact on the Rockets, uh, but I feel like he could also make an impact on a team uh, like Portland. Uh, Portland, who's, yeah. Who's actually what we're going to talk about next? So Portland, uh, eleven and 17th in the West. Not 17th, 11th in the West. That's, yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, they also have a first-year head coach in Chauncey Billups. Uh, their main off-season transactions included trading for Larry Nance Jr., and they signed Cody Zeller. Oh. Now, injury-wise, they've had McCollum with a collapsed right lung. He'll be out for a while. There's no telling when he's coming back. And Damian <laughs> Lillard is just now coming back from an abdominal injury. Like, with this team resemble what I think of the Blazers this year and their struggles. It I heard uh ESPN analysts talk about that. I don't remember who it was, but they said they resemble the Lob City Clippers. And I totally <laughs> yes, <they> do. <laughs> got that. Like not from obviously not from just you know lobbing the ball up or whatever, just being so good for a long period of time. And then it just kind of like you know, the fire went it out. It just like, faded away. Exactly. It just faded away. Like they made a conference finals or a big playoff series. Whatever. They made the conference finals in 2019, um, had a big run, and they just kind of faded out. Like that was kind of peak Blazers basketball with uh, Lillard, and Mc- Lillard and McCollum. And yeah, I, I course, same question Lillard. to you about the from the Pacers to Portland. Uh, should they be looking to rebuild? Yes, for sure. I think I think their first option is to let go of Damian Lillard. In my opinion, I think that um, like um, there were a lot of talks going on that Lillard was going to go to Lakers, uh, Clippers, and um, maybe even the Mavericks too. I mean, I think they would probably move uh, Doncic to shooting guard and let Pete, and then uh, let um. Now that would be uh, interesting. Dame time and and then put Dame time and Dame time in um in point guard. I heard all about that, and then until feel I feel like that he just wanted to feel a look a little like an, another last season to for just for him to to be with the trailblazers and it's not looking too good they're all their only center that is dominating right now is Jesus Nurkic and I think that um I mean I, I he's a good he's a good center but not all-star center he's more he's more like like um like like you said Miles Turner I mean but Miles Turner is like Nurkic is a very better. good plug-in piece. For, yes. Like, it's like, um, I like when I play 2K, for instance, this is a terrible way to phrase <laughs> it, but it's like when yeah. I play 2K, I like Portland for this reason, and it's because of Nurkic. You have normally four guys playing out that can shoot. Nurkic yeah. is in there to rebound, and also if you do a drive like that, he's an easy kick for a quick layup. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how they've used him as well. But, like, that's kind of what he's there for. If they had a guy mm-hmm. like Miles Turner or somebody that could step out and take that three but also be that rebounding lob threat center, I think that would help them tremendously. 
Yeah, they had a they had a center at first. They had Hassan Whiteside, and then they that I think that was the most stupid thing that they, just to let him go. Well, because they was brought doing, him in to help when Nurkic was out. Yes, and they should have kept him there. They should have put Nurkic at power forward, and then Hassan Whiteside cover uh, cover center. And I think and and I mean they're two they're two tall guys, and I think that defines like a good team. Like for example, the the ninety four Houston Rockets. They had, I think they had, um, oh, they had two centers. I know that first. They had Olajuwon, and then they had, um, I think it was Charles Oakley. I'm not sure. It was probably Charles Oakley. Did they have Charles I, Oakley then? I remember. I feel like they had. I don't Charles think they Oakley. had Oakley then. They, I, did, oh, it was, was, it was somebody. Did they it have Ralph Sampson then? It was. It was. Yeah. It was Ralph. Sam- I think it was Ralph Sampson too. I don't. I'm not sure. Oh wait, it was most. I think it was Moses Malone and Raul Sampson because they okay. were both tall guys. I think Moses Malone was running power forward and, and Samson was running center. I like those NBA teams. Like they have two tall guys that are over six foot, uh, six eleven, and, and, and they just dominate the paint. You know what I mean? And so I think that like, um, I think that NBA teams will be like more powerful just like that especially the trailblazers i mean but anyways uh for re for rebuilding i think that they should let go lillard i mean i don't know i don't know why he's still doing there i think he should just go to for another team that can possibly win a ring um and for rebuilding i think that um um what's that kid's name simon simmons simons anthony simons yeah, I I mean I think he should I think he's technically like like um him and McCollum are gonna be like you know you know kind of like with uh Bradley Beal and Wall I think they they're gonna be the next duo for there but I don't know if he's there yet though just because of the age and the experience as far as both the McCollum being a few years older and seems to be on a downhill. Um, yeah, he is on a the big. The biggest downhill. thing for me is that Damian Lillard still has like two, two or three years left on his current deal, and he's extension eligible at the end of this year. Who Lillard? Mm-hmm. Lillard. Oh wow. So it's like, even if he like he may draw out the he may call out the organization like, hey, are you guys gonna pay me or are you ready to ship me off? Yeah, kind of deal. I mean, you just don't know. I I don't know. I just I just feel like that he's just gonna say just opt out of his contract or just request a trade i i mean it's the best it's the best way you can do it you cannot just ruin a career that you spent like it's just like harden well i mean when he moved to brooklyn he wasn't as good as he what he had was he used to be when he was playing with houston i mean i mean if you look at his houston days he dominated that and when i mean i guess like his first two years with with brooklyn i mean it's just it just wasn't him you know what i mean and so i I think that um, I think that Lillard should move on, in my opinion. One of the biggest things, like especially when you talk about Harden, like the situation was just so different um, with Harden being in a situation where he kind of had to learn to thrive in that new role, and I think a lot yeah. of that had to do with, uh, especially with Ky- with KD not being there when he first got there, it was him and Kyrie. He kind of got to be that two guy, and then yeah. of course you know Kyrie kind of backing down as that third player once KD got back and they all got to playing. But, I mean, it's just unique to the situation. Like, I feel like each player can react differently. Yeah, it's just um, they made a new rule for the 
for the rules for like uh for driving in for Harden because Harden would like to wrap around oh, wrap yeah. around people's arms, right? It was like those people's arms, correct? Yeah, they would do that, and um, whenever they he would do like the stiff arm, and then try to just go up, bring in guns yes, under the opponent's arm. He'd stick it and try to go up as yeah, if the guy they, came they, down on him. Yeah, so I think they kind of you know like make that a rule, and so I'm guessing that's why he's kind of you know followed up. That's most of the points he had do it by by just doing that, and so um, I feel like that just that's because not not the main reason why he's fallen off. I mean, like, I think he just wasn't – I think he's just not like like what he was when he was in Houston. Well, for sure, exactly. Um, but Brooklyn seems to be doing pretty hot right now <laughs> on the yes, overall end. Uh, we'll get to Brooklyn in a minute. I wanted to shift to the New York Knicks. They've also – we're hitting all the struggling teams at once. <laughs> So I got the Knicks here. <laughs> They're 12th in the Eastern Conference, uh, 12 and 15 record. They finished fourth in the East last season. Um, their offseason transactions have been Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier. Don't look yeah. up his name. Uh, health and safety protocol. They got Barrett and Toppin in the safety and health and safety protocol. My question to you, oh, I have several, but I'll start with, do you feel the Knicks can turn this around by all-star break? Oh, oh man. Oh, I love oh man, I got so hyped whenever they w- went to the playoffs when they the when they ended up in fourth last year. Oh, I, I loved that. And so um if they can put on that type of show what they did last year, then I feel like they can push that spot. Maybe in the play-in or maybe around like seventh. I'm gonna say seventh. You're gonna seventh say seventh? Or sixth. I'm gonna say seventh or sixth. Because okay. they're a better team. So I'm you're saying they're you. seventh or sixth, like with the current roster they have. Yeah, yeah, the current roster they had, I I feel like they'll be around sixth or seventh. I mean, Kemba Walker. I mean, when he moved, I mean, he he wasn't with New York by the time when the, when he was in um, what he wasn't he wasn't in New York whenever um whenever they made the playoffs. He was with Boston, correct? Now he this is his first year as a New York Nick. Yeah, I mean um. They're playing a little. He's playing a little bit different than when he was in in Boston, and so. Um, but the Knicks, man, I I'm very surprised at how they turned over the years. Uh, they came from being dead last, and people saying selling to, just to sell the team to sparking up people's um people's you know confidence to, for by going to the playoffs, and then ended up being this team, you know, and so. Um, uh, they're, I think they're going to do – I think they're going to push back. I'm saying sixth or seventh place in the Eastern Eastern uh, Conference. And um, I'm not saying finals. I'm not saying ended up in being in the finals, maybe in the, the semifinals. Or I think, I think they're going – I definitely don't see them in the finals. I don't even see them in the I East finals. I don't see them in the finals <laughs> at all. I, I only see them maybe in the semifinals finals and that's it. I will be surprised in conference. Semifinals is all that is all I'm saying. That's it. I was gonna ask. I was like, do you think if there was with Kimball Walker, because they've had a lot of issues this year with him, whether it be just small injuries, you know, just getting around guys and scoring has not really been what he's been able to do this year, even though that's what he's been known to do, and that's kind of why they brought him in. Um, do you feel Kimball Walker is already on the back end of his prime? 
Yes. Big time. I He wasn't – he's not the Kimba Walker I saw when he was playing for uh, for Charlotte. I mean, his uh, when he moved to, to Boston, everything went downhill. But, the, I mean, I can't I, – I can't blame them. the The Hornets were doing horrible those those seasons. They were like like to last place. They um they were like the worst team in the league. And so I cannot I cannot blame him for moving. You know, I think that um I should he should be done with more practice and um and to follow up with uh, some fun fundamentals for the for the New York for the New York uh, coaching staff and. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like he he's been struggling lately. I mean, is Derrick Rose is still with the squad, correct? Yes. Yeah, I think I, they need to put a lot more minutes to Derrick, man. He's he is balling out. I mean, I I mean he wasn't Bulls prime Derrick Rose, but he's balling out. I mean, I think they should give him more minutes than just Kemba. I mean, no, I, like not, I'm not saying that Kemba's like like you know deserves to be on the bench. I feel like that he just needs. You know, a little bit of kick, in my opinion. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to show it this year. Am I? But, but maybe next year. Uh, I. I know it's a little early in the season, but I just. I'm not. I don't have a lot of confidence in him right now. I think it's really hard for anyone to just come in year one and really contribute without having any system adjustment issues. Like this is a new system for him and coach Tibbs is typically really hard on his players playing a lot of minutes and with Kimba having many injury issues, maybe this isn't the best situation for him right off the bat. Maybe it's something <laughs> you'll kind of have to play his way into uh bit of shape. But I mean, especially like you look at a guy like uh, Derek Rose, like he's played like a bazillion minutes on the floor. Cause you know, Tom, he likes to play his players so they are just dead, dead like, tired. He was like, he's going to run them, run them, run them like the entire time. And I don't know if that's maybe the safest bet for Derrick Rose. I mean, he plays better in that system, but you also got to think Derrick Rose had multiple knee surgeries. I mean, he's, oh, he's on the bad side of 30. Like it's not he, ideal for him to keep playing a total, a huge number of minutes when you brought him there to kind of be a backup and a mentor not to be MVP Derrick Rose. This is a very, a very, very controversial question that about Derrick Rose uh, that I think you should answer. Um, okay. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? For sure. For sure? For sure. He is a, I, I he think is... Derrick Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for several reasons. But one, he has multiple accolades that several people in the Hall of Fame don't have. With, he has an plus, MVP. He does have an MVP. He has a rookie of the year. He, he has, has multiple all-star, all-star appearances. appearances. Um, I believe he's also led the league in scoring one year. Yes, he did. If that, if that he has true. a lot of um, NBA first teams, second teams. I think, uh, but he just, I think people will just know him. And I feel very bad for him. I think people will really much be known for and uh, known him for the injury. That's it. And I feel like that's yes. or in the Bulls era of him. That's, there's yet to be a, there's yet to be a league MVP that has not made it to the basketball Hall of Fame. And uh, it's different than other Hall of Fames like the NFL Hall of Fame and other things, because the basketball Hall of Fame, you can be put in as a coach, as a college player, as a professional player, as a European player. It doesn't matter where you played or how you played. You can be in the basketball uh, Hall of Fame. You can be inducted in many different ways. Like Bill Russell has been inducted as a player, as a coach. 
Um, and I believe as an, I don't know if he did was as an executive, but I believe if he had been, he, I believe he would have been. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the same applies to Derek Rose. Cause like, I believe he only played one year at college, um, but he went to a final four. I don't remember if Memphis yeah. won or not. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think they won. What year was? It was 2008. I don't know what college it was, though. Memphis. Well, he, he went to Memphis. Memphis? Yeah. yeah. He's where, yeah. He went to where Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller coach now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember, remember that Penny now. Hardaway got in trouble uh, trying to pay for some recruits to come there, basically paying for their mom's <laughs> apartment or something like that. They, oh, that's too they funny. They find them and everything. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, Yeah, Penny. Oh, but that's, Penny. that's besides the point. Anyway. Um, besides, yeah, besides the point, the Knicks, I, my prediction, I think they're going to be sixth or seventh in the Eastern Conference. Mark my words. I'm going to put that down in my notes right now. Put, your down, six, put it down in your notes, six man. I'm, or seventh. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, you can, you can, you can blast me and, and, uh, when you message me, whenever they make the play, when they don't make the playoffs or anything, <laughs> just blast me. I don't care. So if they're going to be six or seven, let's talk about who could possibly be above them. And that is potentially the Chicago Bulls. So oh, they yeah. are currently sitting at third in the Eastern Conference. They're 17 and 10. Uh, their biggest problem right this second is not basketball. It's COVID. They have 10 players in health and safety protocols. Their game <laughs> on Tuesday, which is tomorrow night, versus the Pistons has been postponed and their game on Thursday versus the Raptors has been postponed. Basically the NBA won't, didn't want, they just wanted to get enough, they wanted them to have enough players back. Basically they get three players back just by having that one game canceled. Yeah. Cause they'll come out of health and safety protocols before Thursday. And then they uh -huh. get another three players back before Saturday, which means Sunday they'll at least have six of those 10 players back and ready to play. If all goes well. Yeah. But the biggest thing for the Bulls, they beat Brooklyn twice. And Brooklyn is at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. They've only lost – well, the two big losses they've had, I would say, these were both decided by less than 10 points. They lost to the Warriors and the Sixers twice. Well, the Warriors yeah. won the Sixers twice. Those are the two, like, big-name teams that they lost to. Oh, yeah. The, um, as of right now? Yes, as, of course. So my question to you – I have two questions about the Bulls for you. But – are the Bulls for real? Like, is this something that can they stay above the five seed in the East? Or are they going to be like, are they going to be taking the Knicks six and seventh spot? Well, oh man. Um, I mean, they're not the Knicks for sure. Oh, they're not. The yeah. Knicks. They're, they sparked up. Oh my goodness. I, I am so happy for them. In my opinion, they, they came from a, a long way. They came from like, you know, they were rebuilding too. They're, this is what you get when you rebuild. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to Pacers, <laughs> the Pacers organization. And um, what was the other team that you mentioned? Um, the, um, uh, the Portland the Trail Blazers. This is, what you, this is what you get whenever, whenever you rebuild. And so they came, I mean, it was a good acquisition for Lonzo Ball and for, uh, no, not is it Lonzo Ball? No, I'm, I'm confused with the Mellows. I'm, they I'm got Lonzo. with the balls. I'm confused with every, everything. So Lonzo Ball. I'm happy they, they acquired him. He was doing horrible with, with uh, New Orleans. And Zion didn't show up because he was injured for the whole season. 
and he was technically the main man. So he said, no, I don't want to be the main man. And so I, so he decided to go to another team that to show out, which he did. And uh, Zach Levine balling out to uh, DeMar DeRozan coming up from surprise. And um, I think that he's, um, I mean, he's doing good, very solid. I think that um, uh, I'm, 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 oh, I'm just very hyped for Mr. Caruso. Caruso is <laughs> uh, that's my that's my that's my man. I'm telling you, he's he's balling out too. Um, but but to be sixth and seventh, I I don't think so. They they really sparked my attention. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fourth, fourth or fifth. We go go fourth. Okay, fourth so, or so fifth. Write it down. Fifth, you got sixth, seventh. Uh, yeah. I I think that um, the Bull, maybe even the Bulls and the Knicks will meet in the playoffs, and who and who knows who will win? I don't I don't know. I just think that the Bulls kind of showed out, and they know they know how to play. They found their players, and I think that, and I just have a weird suspicion that I feel like the Alex Caruso is going to be somebody, like like a player to talk about, like may, more mainstream. You know what I mean? I, I, I think is I think for as little production, not to say that he has little production, but for a player that has not made an all-star team and had such an impact, he is very well received amongst fans and yeah. individual players around the league. Do you know? Do you know who he reminds me of a little bit? He's kind of had a little bit of the James Harden connection. He he was he everyone loved James Harden whenever he was with the OKC Thunder. Everybody loved him because of the, his big beard and. When he tried to go to Houston, I mean, he showed out. He showed out and became an MVP. So he spent a little time with the Lakers. Everyone loved him because, you know, because he, he's Alex Caruso. He knew uh, he's, a, he's a white man that can jump, you know? That's what and I was going to say. I was that's, like, that's, that's really what that's he's known for, is the white guy that mainly, can jump. Yeah, that's, man, that's mainly that, like, everyone's reason why they love Alex Caruso. And, it, and when by the time that he moves, I feel like that he's going to be a, a better player than what he was with the Lakers. Maybe even an all-star. We'll see about this year. I mean, if he – I really design, do I mean, think him being in the Eastern Conference could get him an all-star appearance. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, as long as Zach Levine can join with him. Because, I mean, Zach Levine or – or or um, Lonzo sure. Ball. Because Zach Levine's he, averaging like 26 points per game. Like, he would be ridiculous if yeah. Zach Levine was not an all-star this year. Out of all the Bulls that there are in that team, who deserves an all-star appearance? Zach Out of Levine. who's there? Out of who's there? Zach Levine? I would of go Levine, Levine and DeMar. I'd probably go DeMar more. So, DeMar, what about Lonzo? I think Lonzo is a great puzzle piece, but I don't think he – I think he's needed to be a piece in a larger puzzle. I don't think that qualifies as an all-star. Yeah, he 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 dimes more assists than makes points. Yeah, he's know? more he more sets up the plays for the all star levels, like a DeRozan or Levine or even Caruso. Even Caruso plays like Lonzo sometimes, just setting oh, yeah, guys up course. and getting because what Caruso does defensively to set guys up on the fast break is a huge plus. But but isn't puzzle? But isn't technically talent and puzzle pieces to make the team deserve an all-star appearance like you just said like not necessarily like, 
Because you look, uh, let's go, like, uh, we use the Clippers, for example. I mean, a key piece to them would have been, last year it would have been Terrence Mann. A few years ago, it would have been uh, Patrick Beverly defensively and doing, because he was a guy that could get some assists and play, make, and defend, kind of like a Caruso would or like Alonzo Ball would. Not as good, but Mm -hmm. basically in a similar type role. And I wouldn't classify him as an all-star. Like you take, um, I don't want to like name do too many examples, but I mean, you could take Jalen Brunson uh, from Dallas. He plays a similar type role, basically setting up an all-star level player like Luka, uh, whether that's yeah. getting assist, playing great defensively, which he's done on multiple occasions. And, you know, I don't think that qualifies him as an all-star, but then again, those are two Western conference examples with him being in the Eastern Conference, I think it is likely that fans do, you know, recommend him be yeah. an all-star. I just don't think he's an all-star. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty that sounds pretty good. So from the Bulls, we're gonna move on to the team at the top of the Eastern Conference. We got the Brooklyn Nets. Now the Nets, everything's been high in the air about the cold Kyrie situation. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, um, but they're the first in the East. They're nineteen and eight. Their schedule looks relatively easy from for at least the next week or two. Um, significant injuries. Joe Harris has to have surgery on his ankle. Irving is out, of course, and Paul Millsap's in health and safety protocols. But the biggest thing is not any of that to me. It's KD playing like an MVP. It's the resurgence of LaMarcus Aldridge playing. I mean, not out of his mind, but he's played really freaking well. Like he's, <laughs> aver- like he's averaging 14 points and 5.7 rebounds on almost 60% from the floor. Of course. Considering he basically hadn't played like any basketball in like nine months. And not even due to injury, due to, like, the heart condition he had, which is huge. Yeah. My question to you is, what has surprised you about this team so far this season? What didn't – what really surprised me, that they got blown out by the Rockets. (laughs) I was at the game. And so the Rockets were playing real good against them. But that's – they got blown out. Well, one reason why – well, Katie was injured, first of all. He was was injured for that game. But – but uh, Harden was showing out. He went back home and just um, uh, and showed love to the crowd and everything and stuff like that. But what? But anyways, I'm not talking about the Rockets or anything. But, but the Nets, they're they're showing out, man. I I really appreciate that team as uh, a lot. They came from down low to to all the way up and to first and everything. They acquired some key men. Um, but KD. I, I love that man very much. I think um, that the Nets are going to be staying up top for all throughout the play uh, throughout the the regular season, unless unless the Sixers decide to pick up a key man during the trade deadline, and then then we're, it's going to be like real real tough for that number one spot. But um, the Nets are really showing out. I think they're they're I, I in my opinion I think they're going to be. Uh, first in the league and um, hopefully winning the finals. I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't win last year because of because um, of injuries and stuff like that. Harden was out, Katie was out, and and I think I think it was it it was 
I think it was Kyrie and Kevin was out during um the playoffs, correct? Uh no, uh Harden was dealing with a hamstring which pulled yes, him out hard. and Kyrie was out as well. Yeah, it was hard. So it was mostly fake focused on on KD, but if you're going to show out with KD and Harden and without Kyrie, that's going to probably going to be a big problem. I mean, and with during especially during the playoffs. But but Kate but Katie, I mean, he's playing like an MVP, like you said, and um, I think he's going to show out and probably with win his uh his was third ring, <laughs> third ring if he wins. I think so. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the this will be number three, or no? This will be num. Will it be number three? It would. Yeah, he won two with the Warriors, correct? He won seven, oh, yeah, because he won seventeen and eighteen. So yes, yeah, this yeah. would be number three. So, but a person that you know that you should be worried about is the reigning MVP, Giannis. And Giannis is Giannis, and the Bucks are showing out. And so uh, I think that yeah, they're um, sitting. At, Bucks are sitting in second place right now in the East. And yeah, I, that's not by accident. Like these guys are on a mission, just like Brooklyn is. To they're. They're on a mission to go back to back, and so they're they're already they they already are a destiny. I mean, Chris Middleton is is doing. I mean, Chris Middle. I haven't heard from him lately. I have not heard from Chris Middleton lately. Is he is he injured or is he? I is honestly he, don't know. No one has been. I, I do not know. No either. one's been covering the Bucks basically, like nobody, and they're just as good, if not better, than last year. By yeah, record. they're just focused like, on the Nets. Everybody's Correct. focused on the Nets because Katie's healthy, Harden's healthy, they're cooking, and Kyrie is no longer a distraction because he's not there. <laughs> like that's yeah, mainly exactly. what they're and I don't get it. Like, cause I mean, you talk about the I mean, I know we're talking about the Nets, but I mean to shed some light on the Bucks, like like you said, Chris Middleton, like that guy's a go- Olympic gold medalist. Like just you know, he's NBA <laughs> champion this summer and Olympic gold medalist, and no one's talking about yeah. it. Same with Drew Holiday. And no one's talking like it's just not a no thing, one is and I don't talking get it. I but, but yeah. I think that I mean the Nets and the Bucks are gonna be, you know, a real good like playoff picture, maybe in the conference finals. But um I think that um the net the, the Nets are very dominant. I, I'm going with my gut. They're gonna stay in first, and I think they're gonna win the whole thing. All right, I will hold you to that. Nets will win hold me, hold me the to NBA it. title. <laughs> hold me to it, Dolph. I'm telling you, I'm very confident in that. Moving on from Brooklyn, because um, we have this talk about, I feel like not enough people are talking about it, but at the same time, there's not enough new information to keep bringing it up. But we're going to bring it up. Zion Williamson. Where My question is, where the heck is he? But let me let me shine some light on the situation. So, the New Orleans Pelicans are 8 and 21, which is dead last in the Western Conference. As of the beginning of November, uh, they reported Zion had started doing one on one workouts. As in the middle of November, they said uh, he was doing three on three. As of November 26th, they said he was cleared to practice in full, according to NBA.com. On December 2nd, uh, slight delay in rehab was the quote that they gave. And on December 11th, it says they quoted in saying foot has not healed. 
expected that he will be taking an indefinite time off from his on-court rehab. And that was from ESPN. What the heck? Like, come on. Like, last season, so in his rookie year, he played, he averaged 22 points on 24 games played. Last season, he averaged 27 points on 61 games played. And he's dealt with injuries all the way back to his time at Duke. Should we expect Zion back before the All-Star break? No, not before the All-Star break. I completely I, agree. <laughs> I, I not before the All-Star break. It's it's very I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say too early, but um they should have um they should have gotten him all out already. I mean, like I mean you should I'm well I wouldn't say they should have got him already out to play some games. I mean, they got to prepare, you know, you know what I mean? And so they got to, um, I don't know, man, this, this man has been, has been doing well for the past, like, like um, a few years or so. And I think that Zion, man, I, I, I just do not know. I'm speechless for this because this man, uh, this man was so good in Duke. He was unstoppable. You know what I mean? Completely it's just injuries are just key. Yeah, like he the freakish very athleticism that made him who he was basically been stripped yeah. from him due to I'm, injury. I'm just afraid of how in the next few years he's going to be a bust. He 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 turned number one overall, and and he showed out. He told the NBA he told the NBA he was going to be the next big thing, the next LeBron, the next Shaquille. Shaquille and LeBron like mixed together. What do you get, Zion Williamson? And so that's what the NBA and all, everything was all crazed about. But, like, uh, he hasn't shown it yet. His actions hasn't been showing it. He only played, like, no more than, what, like 40 games, 30 games? And he hasn't, and he hasn't done anything to, you know. He hasn't you know, played any games this year yet. And he hasn't played any games this year yet. And so I don't, I don't know what's the holdup. What's going on? Maybe he got injured in practice whenever, and maybe he got injured in practice with his foot and he had to go all the way back to rehab and then back into the city, the, uh, the back into the ways that you just told me about. Like he was in, he was, um, he was cleared. He wasn't cleared. He's cleared again, back in rehab. And it's, it's going to go, it's going to be a cycle. All I around. feel like this has been a cycle since like last April because exactly. he went down last April with some sort of injury. And then after the finals, it, it was said that he had to have surgery on his foot. And uh, then it said he was back. Um, and then, of course, November started. He's getting back up. He's ramping up. They're like, oh, he'll be here. I'm expect. And then they say by Christmas, I'm like, he's not getting here by Christmas. Yeah. Like, no. like, and now with like, this said back this close to Christmas, I was like, we probably won't see him before the all-star break. Like, like they're all. ruining it. They're ruining the whole, the, all the hype that's going on. Everyone wants to see Zion, especially Pelicans fans. And they're not, and they're not showing and they're, they're not showing it. I just, I mean, I wouldn't say he, they should trade him early. I don't think they should trade him at all just yet. He's still on his rookie contract. I think that um, he's probably, he's probably going to not going to be like, back um before the all-star break i say he's gonna come back around like february like after the all like right after the the all-star break maybe like three games before after the all-star all-star break 
All I got to say is he better be fully cleared before the All-Star break if he's going to come back after the All-Star break. Because oh, yeah. knowing I, the Pelicans, you know, if he's not fully cleared and whatever, they'll keep him out for another three or four weeks just, exactly. just to see how he does. Well, before we go, I did want to ask you a few more things that's off the main book that we uh, went through today. Um, City Editions. I know you said mm-hmm. Houston was your favorite. It was my favorite as well. Of course. I need to know your opinion on two things. One, what did you think of the Atlanta Hawks? And two, which is your worst one? Like, who, which, which team do you think had the worst one? Am I, am I asking – am I asking you – am I asking you, what, like, when you tell me, like, about the Atlanta Hawks? Is because um, you're a Hawks fan? Is that why? That is 100% why. It, okay. Uh, yeah. Again, like Houston, it's very nostalgic. But you look like it looks like they're wearing they're, they're like the mustard bottle edition of of uh, the, the of the Hawks. I'm telling you, the mustard color, like <laughs> everyone it, I've it, talked it to like, said uh, that. Yeah, it was. It lo- they look like they're uh, it's, they're a mustard bottle. I'm tell I'm telling you, but it, it's I'm not hating on it. It looked it looks clean. It looks clean. I mean, it's just I wouldn't wear it. I wouldn't wear it. I would get clowned on, you know. I I, I don't want to, you know, like, like this, like you know, disrespect like Hawks fans and their, their like you know, their their throwbacks and stuff like that. But if I were to change it, I would have changed it to the actual, the the you know the what they wore back in the nineties, like with Dikembe and Steve uh, Steve Smith. I would I would have like changed that, you know. What I mean, like the gradients, the gradient jerseys. I feel they really the, moved in a direction. They took the mixtape to heart, but my only dislike with it, well, and the Rockets did this too. They took, they really took the mixtape thing to heart. But what the Rockets did was they took their probably one of their most iconic like jersey designs as like a base, then added their most iconic word mark from when they won in 95 with the Houston yeah. across the chest. What Atlanta yeah. did was take one of and it's it's each fan has their own opinion on this, but they took the alternate jersey from 2005, which most fans don't remember or don't want to. Which remember. which one? The the yellow alternate it? from 2005. Yeah, the, oh yeah, those are ugly. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I really like my friend. Everyone I've talked to hates those jerseys. I am a huge fan of that uniform which is probably why I like this mixtape one so much. But <laughs> I feel like if the Hawks would have picked a different base, not the 2005 alternate, but like what you were saying, the gradient, it would have had more of a public appeal um, and definitely would have been more well-received from other NBA fans, not just Hawks mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. biggest thing is who's the worst? Who do you got as the worst? <laughs> Oh, it's between um oh 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 it's between um oh 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 what what was it oh it was it was between OKC and um and uh, either New Orleans or Utah or Utah uh, Utah Utah's? Utah's was their same alternate that they had last year oh yeah yeah. It was, I liked it was Utah's like, though. No, okay, I'll agree yeah, with you. OKC. No, like, I'll agree with you. OKC it? was probably my least favorite just because it was so plain. Yeah, it's my like, second least favorite was probably Golden State. 
okay, I fair fair for Golden State. I mean, yeah, and the it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. I wouldn't wear it myself. I mean, it's not bad. It looks like they literally cut the sleeves off their old sleeve slate night jersey and just added lightning bolts to the side. Yes, I mean it's 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 not bad in my opinion. It's not bad. I I think I think uh, the Pelicans is just bland itself. I feel it looks like I'm looking at their home jersey. Yeah, I totally get that, and I think they've worn out the Nola uh, word mark just. As a whole, like, because they've done a NOLA alternate, like, every year for yeah, since, year, like, 2015 or something like that. If I were the, if I were the, the Pelicans, I would, I would reboot back to their, um, their New Orleans Hornets days, like, the colorways. I think the only reason they haven't done that is because Charlotte pretty much, oh, well, in Charlotte, and they had, Charlotte's more of a teal than a blue. Because uh, yeah. the New Orleans Hornets was more of a blue and gold, um, yeah. more than anything else. I think that would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. OKC's is just I don't I can't even explain the OKC's. I don't know what I don't know what they're smoking. I'm I don't know what what plain white. I think whoever plain designed white. it I forgot can't... to add the forgot to change it. They were playing with some designs to make sure it looked good in black and white, um, and yeah. they forgot to change it back to color. Change it back. Yeah, I. I it look, you know what it looks like. It looks like the, um, uh, what's it called? Um, it looks like the uniforms that the that uh, the my player the my player wears, like they <laughs> like, when you like whenever them. you whenever you create them, like start it up, like you can't even see the number. It looks you pick it looks like just a like that. Span and everything. Yes, it looks <laughs> it looks just like that. I, <laughs> the cord doesn't look good as well. It's just. Uh, what is it plain white too? The court what, threw me off. Like, I hadn't like, um, seen the court till the other night. I was watching highlights of a game, and I was like, "What the heck is happening?" It is. It's like a gray, right? It's like gray, correct? You're, you're, um, you're, because you're from Houston. I turned around just now. The Rockets are beating Atlanta one twenty six to one twenty one. Oh wow! Oh, forty eight oh, wow. seconds left. My. Oh wow! Oh, that's I'm so big mad win. right now. Oh, big win! I'm, How is this I'm, even possible? I'm happy. I'm happy for my man Garrison Matthews. I mean, I don't know if you heard. I heard him before, but he's like, we call him. We call him Gary, and so, but we call him a uh, Gary Bird because he he would shoot like long threes from far away, and he would make them. And he's like an undrafted guy. I, I mean, he's taking over for House right now because he's injured. And he's like a and he's like a white dude, and, and I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, is this the next Chandler Parsons? What's going oh, on? And so he he reminds me a lot of Chandler Parsons, and so he um, so and so that's the man I'm wa- watching right now. But um, that's a good win against your against your against your Hawk. That's for Hawks. Oh, wow. Well, that's why we're not talking about the. That's why we did not talk about the Hawks because they are just. <laughs> it's too much pain yeah, in my yeah, soul. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, uh, OKC is the worst. Um, what I think about your um, your mixtape um, city Hawks. All I gotta say is mustard bottle. That's it. <laughs> mustard bottle. <laughs> well, mustard bottle. That's it. <laughs> Everyone, I totally get it. For those that aren't Hawks fans, they probably look at it very negatively. But as a Hawks fan, I really like the details they put in. But yeah, Christian, that is all the time we have today. It has been a great having you on as always. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it, dude. All right. You can always catch new and old episodes of the Jersey Watch podcast on our website, jerseywatchsports.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Dalton, and this has been Jersey Watch. Mm-hmm.